1: Try our grain-free rolled food. It's protein-packed with less risk of food sensitivity. Blog Talk Radio.
2: Trap Lord season begins. Now repent your sins. This year beginning on a motherfucking check-in. You know I have to hang out things for this, you know, man. You know, we got the all-star game right now. Eyes closed. Fade away from half court. Elbow in the rim and all that homophobes. Y'all still in the D League doing a uh, player drill. You heard? You feel me? Kill a motherfucker with the magnum or default. Uh, but a chunk
3: snuck near the magnum on the road. Uh, Body full of bullets when they found them on the road. Taking a nap no how to be pumping Your body relax You talk to me dumb And that's how I react Well arm in the air Like I'm waving a cap Then nine is a bitch And she making it clap I'm pumping the fifth Like I'm giving a debt Be ready to scrap When you talk to the trap You are now talking to a boss New bank still run in the post Too south for the grill They cost White go teeth No ghost Trap love no, like y'all Two bitches in the grip, no talk. She rockin' that mic with a jaw. I call that bitch Nicki Minaj. She pop while I no talk. When shit get real, she's pop. Gvon G, my bitch is pop. Pop that light for you niggas, he pop. Get in here in the foreign cars. Get that head from the foreign bras. I'm still a Vista. See yo. all pussy ass niggas, I see a lot. Kill that motherfucker with the Magnum or default. Butter chunks love. No. The magnum on the road body pullin' pullin' the off
2: Fucking problems Platinum Bling bling Long live ASAP Number one album in the country Sold out tours What's next? Trap Lord Let these motherfuckers have it Let them know we not playing this year The limb's never been so relaxed ever (laughs) It's lonely at the top All this shrimp Nobody to share it with we ain't tripping though. <laughs> Y'all walking around with wrinkled silks, looking crazy. Now I mean, pay your dry cleaning bill and all that. Pay that, pay that. 'Cause it's like it ain't even a competition no more.
4: Hello, <laughs>
5: on Wednesday, September 23rd, 2015, and you are listening to Boy Crazy Radio. I am your host. My name is Alexi Wasser. Now, just to quickly explain what the fuck Boy Crazy Radio is in a nutshell, well, first off, thank you for asking, thank you for caring, Uh, Boy Crazy Radio is a call-in advice show, kind of like Loveline, but totally more street and uh, could be compared to pump, pump Up the Volume. Have you heard of it? It's kind of a cool uh, cult classic. Just check it out. Where I'm like the Christian Slater character. So I've got this like weird, uh, street, edgy, wise, cool, uh, call-and-advice podcast show. Listen, I'm already going off on a tangent. That's neither here nor there. The point of tonight is to let all of you know that you've just found your new home away from home. All right? Boy Crazy Radio should be considered your new safe haven whatever it is you're going through, whatever turmoil it is you're experiencing, whatever shame spiral you're going through, I want you to consider me your new best friend and perhaps even, maybe if I'm lucky, the big sister that you never knew you always needed and wanted. You guys, Boy Crazy Radio isn't just for gay dudes and tweens and girls, all right? It's for everyone and everyone out there. Yes, even you! So here's what I need you to do. I need to pick up your smartphone. I need you to dial 646-378-0649 to get through to me. And if you're too much of a puss to get into the show tonight, and by the way, I have a special guest, and we'll bring him on in a second. We're getting everything sorted out. We're rolling out the red carpet. We're figuring things out. And we're going to bring you our special guest for the night. His name is Simon Taylor. He's a comedian. He He's a lot of amazing things. So first off, i got to work out all the fucking technical difficulties, and once again, Vlog Talk Radio is bringing my way. Anyway, you guys, here's the deal. I want the phone lines to start heating up. Number six four six three seven eight zero six four nine 646 is the number. And uh, if you're too much of a puss to call in, you can tweet me your question, at Alexi Wasser. Now, wait a minute. Who is your 424 number? Simon, is this you?
1: It sure is.
5: Simon, this is amazing. Let me me just do one thing. I didn't give you the, the intro that does you justice. All right. First off, everybody, this is the luckiest time of your life. Because not only are you listening to Boy Crazy Radio, which means you're totally tapped in to where pop culture is at, but you're also getting an opportunity of your life, the opportunity of a lifetime to speak with comedian Simon Taylor. He's also the host of Australian Chat Show Live on Bowen. And also, Good night with Jay Leno. L- listen, I'm probably fucking up all these credits or whatever, but uh, is any of this right? Simon, are you there? How are you feeling? That is all
1: correct. Thanks for such a nice wrap up. That was really sweet.
5: Oh my god, you're welcome. Jesus Christ, how are you doing? Well, who are you wearing? Let me know what's going on with you right now.
1: I'm wearing a uh, Jack London, which is a Melbourne brand, it's a Melbourne-made clothing label, uh, and and my favorite socks from Singapore, and that's it, a t-shirt and, and Not nothing else, just just, <laughs> just to get into the mood, you know?
5: I told you guys, we're so lucky tonight, we are so lucky, oh my God, time is, <laughs> how do we meet? Tell paint, like a, paint a picture for our, for our listeners, how do we initially meet, refresh my memory and everybody else's?
1: This is how we met, my buddy Justin was in a short film uh, that you were in. And so he sent me the link to this film, and I was transfixed by this acting beauty that is Alexi. And I was like, wow, I want to write something with her in it. So I did. I wrote my buddy Justin the sketch, and then I wrote you into it. And then when I came to L.A. from uh, after being on tour, uh, I came to L.A. and I'm like, hey, let's shoot this thing. And I met you on set. The end.
5: The end. And you know what? You played a small part in the short film that you wrote, "Breaking Up with a Magician," and uh, mm-hmm. you played you played the, the waiter. So you guys, just so you know, everybody can find this somewhere on the internet. It's called "Breaking Up with a Magician." Justin Wilman and I are both in it. Very exciting for, for us. And, uh, <laughs> and I don't even think I don't even think at the moment that all of that was happening. I don't even think I realized that you wrote the sketch. I just thought like, who's the guy playing? who's the guy playing the waiter? I think he's in love with me. You're like, what's the deal?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think the true story is I wrote myself into a sketch with you to get closer to you. I think that's the the, the the short version.
5: And now it's taken us years because we re-met. I mean, this is all unnecessary information, but I want to go over it just so, like, you know, my diehard fans have an idea of what it is I'm experiencing on, uh, on a day-to-day. Uh, I re-met Simon at Justin's wedding and mm-hmm. I mean like you know we're friends we like each other on Instagram actually I don't even think I followed him on Instagram but he can't you know but I was always very fond of him and uh and then he comes up to me at the wedding and he's like he's like uh hey um well you know you never responded to my email a year ago and then <laughs> and then uh, he's like and then Simon's like I uh but I'll keep liking your photos on Instagram I'll just keep liking them and liking them and uh and then so I, I later that night after the rehearsal dinner when Simon said this I went through my emails, found the email that I never responded to, responded to it, followed him on Instagram, liked all of his photos, and like that was only mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago, and we've been we've been uh, pretty pretty close ever since. I think.
1: Yeah, I think so as well. I think it's just it it was just a matter of me knowing we would be close, and then letting I... you know that that was going to happen.
5: And, how? okay, so now the funny thing is Simon's visiting Los Angeles. He's in L.A., he's working, he's a comedian, he's a writer, he does it all, he, he does it all. Um, and the funny thing is we're doing this podcast over the phone. Like, we're not even in the same room, even though we're both in Los Angeles, which is ridiculous. I, I wanted I to like, come
1: around and do it. <laughs> I, you didn't want it to do it that way.
5: I never do it that way. That's all. Everybody who ever wants to be a guest on the show or is a guest on the show is always like, yeah, well, oh, when do I come over? Well, Boy Crazy Radio Studios, A.K.A. your apartment, and I'm like, no, 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 that's not how I do it, because I'm a,
6: I'm a compartmentalized,
5: <laughs> I'm a compartmentalized only child, and I like, I like to be alone when I. Uh, that's where I flourish. But anyway, so, listen, I just want to put this out there. I need yeah. your astrological, I need your astrological sign. I want to know how single you are. Are you're single, right? Yes. Are you dating anybody or having sex with anyone lately that I need to know
1: about? Uh I was having sex with someone in Melbourne, but that was a that was a while ago now. That's like a month ago now. So, I'm not sure of the status of that, and I'm going to have that conversation when I get back, I think. But not okay. not not serious. Not nothing serious as far as nothing. the communication that I've had with her so far.
5: Okay. Um I do I have a few questions for you because I need you to like represent all men for me tonight. Do you do you have a problem with that? Is that okay?
1: I, I am happy to represent every single human male that has ever existed, currently exists, and will ever exist in the future.
5: Okay, good. Here and how old are you by the way?
1: Twenty seven.
5: Twenty seven. Young, dewy, youthful, hip. You wears cool clothes, hip socks, whatnot. That's neither here nor there. Anyway. <laughs> this is what I want to know from you on, on uh, you know, speaking for all men. Here's this kind of weird trend that I'm noticing, and we will get to the phone calls and, and emails in a moment, and you know, tweets. You can tweet us. Well, what's your Twitter handle so your fans can can tweet in their questions and connect to you? Oh,
1: it's Mr. Simon Taylor, M.R. Simon Taylor.
5: All right, you heard it here first. <laughs> okay, um, so here's something that I'm noticing. I'm noticing that. Because of Instagram and Twitter and the Internet at large and dating apps, I've never been on a dating app, but I'm on this new one called Raya that you and I have discussed on our own time. We have. We have. This is not a Mm lie. It's an an Illuminati Tinder. It's a highbrow, elitist Tinder that I'm on because I refuse to be on Tinder. Have you ever been on Tinder?
1: Yes. I was on Tinder when I was traveling the States, so I was on the road driving from city to city doing stand-up, and a comic said, hey, you should get Tinder so when you go into a town you can meet people when you go into a town. So I used it as kind of like a meet people to show me around a new city thing. Um, and then as soon as it, people started using it as just like a hookup thing or as a like a more serious dating app, I kind of lost interest.
5: Oh, so you so you're, you can't be found on Tinder anymore? No. Oh my god! Why didn't you want to use it as like a hookup, potential date, make out, fall in love tool?
1: I I don't like that process. I don't I don't enjoy the process of uh, looking at you know what five photos of someone that they've hand picked and then having some strange I know uh, instigation to over text people judging what sort of text you write and that sort of thing and then you don't get a good sense of the person and I oh I, I feel like sometimes you meet up with someone and you're like you were nothing what I imagined from what you portrayed and and I just think the process takes too long and there's too much energy involved when if you're really looking for someone, start with your interest, go to somewhere that you know you you uh have an interest in, find communities and go that way. Or become an so- entertainer.
5: Exactly. Um, well, here's my question. This is my question. Um, I noticed from Instagram and from Twitter, just with direct messaging, not just the Illuminati version of Tinder that I'm on, that I will have back and forth. Conver- I will have conversations with people. I will, and it's exhausting. And it, I will have these interactions that with a man, with men, with a man, who I assume is attracted to me because he's. I I just feel like if a man's putting his attention on me and texting me every day in in whatever form it's coming in, uh, Twitter or Instagram DMs or Tinder vibes, uh, I think he's interested. But these conversations will go on for weeks and weeks, months and months, and the guy will never ask for my actual phone number. He'll never try to take it to another level. And it turns into this bizarro, emotional kind of crutch, like, you know not real relationship so why does that happen because that's happening to me and all my girlfriends where a man doesn't take it to the next level and we're wondering is it because he's using the attention he's getting from a girl he's kind of lackluster about in order to stroke his ego while he is either putting his attention on someone else or a bunch of other girls
1: i don't know what, what is your take on this this is like something that's happening left and right well i think everyone guys and girls can relate to the idea of Uh, of enjoying attention, enjoying a conversation and you can have various elements of that with different people. I mean, every time you, you know, meet someone you like or think is cool, you don't have to want to date them or have sex with them or have deep and meaningful conversation with them. You may just enjoy seeing Mm. them occasionally or just going to the, see bands with them or, or things like that. So with social media, we have a new element. We have a new layer to this. So I I actually, this is, this is relatively interesting. I think that uh, I've met some people on um, chat roulette because I like playing guitar on chat roulette. I think it's fun just to see how many people. Yeah, I, I sit on, I just play guitar and sing songs while chat roulette is on sometimes. Um, if I'm ever oh, practicing oh guitar, God. Yeah, if I'm ever practicing my guitar, I'll just put chat roulette on just to see if people keep watching. <laughs> um, and I've met some people. I've met some uh, some women over um, like the other side of the world. There's there's a woman I met in Lithuania. There's a woman I met in New York. There's a one I met in Ireland. And I still message them occasionally. And I'm never really going to see them. I don't think I'm going to meet up with them or anything like that because they're on the other side of the world for me but I enjoy just talking to them about daily struggles and they message me about relationship things they're going through. And it's just like a very safe, uh, very uh, simple way of talking to someone about uh, about stuff you're going through with no stress and anxiety of all the other implications of, oh, does this lead to something? Is this going anywhere? It's just, well, this is the conversation I want to have and it seems to be... Uh, Satisfying something I have at the moment, and that's totally fine. So, if they're not taking it to the next level, why are you assuming it has to be at the next level? Or why can't you have value at the level you're at?
5: That's true. I'm just noticing that I barely have enough time for my friends and my family and the, you know, my career and all these things. And so, it's like I feel like our lives are kind of divided into. Uh, hopefully we're working towards a career that we enjoy and and to get success at uh, doing something that we love doing, right? And you have to make money so you can afford your fucking Trader Joe's, your bullshit, your whole foods, groceries, whatever. And then the other aspect of life is, you know, aside from making money, is you hope to, I mean, maybe I'm just breaking it down too easily, but then the other side of it is you hope to fall in love. So all of a sudden, if you're involved in like numerous Conversations, just these because you can waste your entire life, you could just fucking waste your entire life texting all day, refreshing, refreshing, refreshing all your browsers, all your applications, and having these faceless conversations with people you've never met and will never meet, so, yeah, I guess it makes me think like, what are we doing here? You know what I mean I don't know it seems like
1: but i think I think it's just another little texture of life, I mean, we don't have to get utilitarian value out of every conversation or you don't have to break life into, will this find me love and will this make me successful? I mean, you don't like I'm wearing colored socks right now and I don't think they're going to help me get a job or me fall in love, but I like them. They make me, they make me happy. It's a nice thing. So a little text conversation with some person on the internet is just, you know, it's just in the interim. While I'm not in love or you know in my dream job, uh, I'm gonna have this interaction, and there's, there's value in simple, small things, uh, even if they don't contribute to the bigger picture.
5: Well, that makes sense. Let's put a pin in this, as they say in showbiz in Tinseltown. I mean, you're you're in Hollywood. You get it. I mean, people say this all the time in the industry. So I mean, we're gonna put in this. We're gonna put a pin in this, and we're gonna get to this caller. Blog Talk Radio doesn't steer me wrong. Oh God. Oh, man. Here we go. Area 310, you're on with me and Simon Taylor. It's the best day of our lives. Hello? <laughs>
0: What's up? It's Crash.
5: Okay. As, as if I know. Say hi to Simon.
0: What up, dude? It's Crash. Hey, I don't think I've met you, Crash Barbosa. Not right.
1: so nice Crash to meet
5: you. All right. Nice to meet you. Yeah, cra- over cra- the phone. Crash has been Facebooking me uh, saying, you know, I'm going to call him the show tonight. I'm going through emotional turmoil. Never met Crash. I don't know him, but we are Facebook friends. And I just – Crash, on a side note, I enjoyed that you – that I told you all the information was on my Facebook page, but you continued to direct message me to ask me every possible question you could ask me about tonight's <laughs> show, like what time. <laughs> but it actually, is it? I did get—I
0: did actually put the number down and everything. I found it on the Facebook page, and then you hit me back with the number and said to call now at the same time. So
5: exactly. Well, because I you know, but I had the time number. Time I programmed
0: I it. it.
5: Good. Okay. So what is your question, and then Simon will will uh, take the first stab at giving you. Yeah I'm pretty happy
0: there's actually a male here like because it's good To hear both sides of it So basically right. what happened was uh, Okay like yeah I like To take my shit public so like what better Place to do therapy than like this So it's like uh, I was doing this girl for like three and a half years And like she drank A lot whatever like it caused Turmoil in our relationship But it happens and like I was still okay with it and I loved her And I still do and like we were engaged and whatnot and like uh she decided that she was over everything like had a mental breakdown quit her job like categorized me and her boss as like the cause of her insanity and then she like moved back to my hometown like in new york like on long island like an obscure place of all places and like i feel like she's being a drama queen and just wants me to, like, you know, chase her. But I also feel like, should I even do that? Because it's like, if she cared or gave a fuck, I think she would have left it out, like, telling me, you know? Okay. So, is that, is
4: that,
0: is
1: that all the information you want to offer
0: up? I mean... Yeah, the reason she was mad at me is because she accused me of cheating on her, which I didn't do. And the unfortunate part about that is, like, it's impossible to prove innocence, only guilt, you know?
1: Yeah. Okay, Uh, did you live together?
0: Oh, yeah, we were.
1: For, for For how long were you living in the same place?
0: Oh, for like two years? No, for the whole relationship, basically like three years. Okay.
1: And this, and when did the suspicion on her behalf come up?
0: It was always there because she's insecure and everything. Like, and like low key, like has an eating disorder. So it's like, you know, that's already there. Like she's beautiful, but like I don't think she really understands like the gravity of it. So it's like that makes it kind of hard. Like to deal with, you know, like plus, she's a Pisces, so she's so passive aggressive, which is like real rough because she bottled everything up. uh,
1: So, right now, she's she's gone back to your hometown. Is she isolated right now, or has she got mutual friends she's staying with, or what? what, She's staying like
0: in a basement, she's staying in like a basement of her. Uh, family friend like Marie who lives with her parents so it's like old people and then like a 40 year old lady named Marie and then like her in the basement so it's like it's not like an ideal situation it's just like stupid that she's out there but at the same time it's not like she's trying to contact me or getting back to me so
1: and she, does she, and she doesn't really have a support group she's just kind of like couch surfing
0: yeah that's the thing I worry about <laughs>
1: okay well, first of all, like a, a just I'm just trying to get as many pieces to, to this as possible. First of all, it sounds like she has some you know, personal issues that she's worked through and you've always been aware of. And at the moment, she's going through a particularly rough patch, and that could be a culmination of a lot of things. So that the general question you have, should you contact her, or should you try to make amends? Well, the general question can be answered by the general statement of, well, is this person worth their flaws like i think in any relationship we've all got every everyone's got flaws right like the is the juice worth the squeeze yeah are you yeah exactly and i i think if you, it's a long standing relationship you know these things have existed and 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 it's a particularly tough time right now you you know whether she's worth it or whether you're the best person for her or you can in the long term provide a uh, a relationship that allows her to be her best and get see the best in her, so you have a better sense already of all right, what's the bigger picture here? Is this just a blip in what's overall a good, healthy relationship for both of us that's heading towards uh even even more improvement in health so on on paper, should you shouldn't you well that that's depends on the backdrop of where the relationship sits. Which it's
0: kind of a coin flip, that's the problem. Like it's been hot and cold like the last few months. Right. So like I don't know, you know, people change and I'm worried she did. Yeah.
1: And you haven't been are you able to get in touch with her?
0: No, she bogged my number and like switched hers and all this crazy shit. So
5: that's I, another I, reason. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in here and I have a question. I've sure. never Crash has called Crash has called him before, so I remember from a while ago, I don't think you've called in for like, a, well, maybe a year, over a year, but you had a substance abuse problem, right? Weren't you, you were addicted to heroin?
0: Oh, yeah, a long, long time ago. So where,
5: where are you at with that right now?
0: Well, I haven't used since I was like a kid. Like I was probably referencing that like from a long time before, but I haven't like been slamming age since I was like probably 21.
5: But so here's, here's what I think. I think for a second, just because I may you you called on the show before and I see your behavior on Facebook and stuff like this and you seem to be, you're going through a big thing. You're going through this breakup, but what do you, let's bring it back to you for a second. Like, what are, what are you trying to get, get done in in your life? Like, what do you, what do you, what do you do for a living? How do you spend your days? Do you have other friends that you hang out with? Where's your family? Like,
0: yeah, like my family is like hit or miss, like. I have friends, of course, but, like, a lot of them are probably more acquaintances because, like, this area is kind of, like, a shark pit, you know? So it's, like, I don't like to be around, like, snakes and shit that much. So it's, like, I keep, like, a pretty small circle. Like, I'll hang out with acquaintances and, like, uh, besides that, like, I'm pretty focused on my music career and everything. So it's, like, that's...
5: Yeah.
0: One of the qualms in a relationship, too, unfortunately.
5: I would say for the situation that you're in, where it seems like you can't get you can't get her. She's she's off. She's doing whatever she's doing, right? This is not working. Right. This is, this, this is unfolding the way it's unfolding, and, it, it, and and let her just come back to you if and when she's she's ready to do that. I yeah, that's
0: that, that's I, what I, I wonder.
5: Would, but I I would just say like right now you're. Ultimately, this goes for everything everybody everybody's listening, I, you, easier said than done, but you have control over where you put your attention and how you choose to react to situations that are, that are happening, you know, uh, in your life around you. So I think it would be maybe in your best interest to focus on your music, hang out with your friends, hang out with your family. If you don't want to hang out with them and you think they're vultures, you don't love them or are acquaintances, go on and ridiculous as this might sound I would say go on like an hour-long walk a day and just like just to be exercising and to be moving and to create endorphins and and like and just channel all this energy that 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 you're putting towards her and wondering what's going to happen with her and and just kind of and bring it back to you so you can use it for your own life in a more positive way that way you know what I mean like like just let that go like let that go you don't have anything to be at odds with, and go. Oh my God, I'm trying to control the situation. What's going on? This happened. Ah, like because you're the one living with that. Like so, you.
0: Yeah, you know, that's like, true.
5: Who knows what's going on with her? So I just say like, let that go. Write about it in your journal. As silly as I may sound, it's, it's like sixth grade. Like it's so helpful for me. I know that, like.
0: Just- well, I kind of do that as a rapper. Like I basically like timestamp everything and reference something in my life so that when I listen to it like a year or two later, it's like, Oh, I remember that. Sure.
1: Uh, Uh, I think, I think Alexi's right. I think I didn't, I didn't know that last piece of information that she'd block contact with you. And I think, I think your question was, should you try to take control of a situation you can't control? And the answer is, well, no, you, no. you can't. You, can, you can't do that. But I think what you can only be responsible for you. And if you're doing everything you should be doing, that should give you a sense of calm. Are you looking after yourself? Are you maintaining the relationships you do have? I think a lot of the time we get swept up in the relationships that you know don't seem to be working, or we want to fix everything immediately, and you 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 can't. You can't force. Uh, uh, something to heal, but you can.
0: Yeah, that, I mean, yeah, that human emotions are complicated. Yeah, you can't really yeah. force that. Shit. So,
5: <laughs> so, listen, so I think you got all yeah. the, you, you know what you need to do. You need to just stop, stop thinking about her, let that be what it is, put your attention back on yourself, stay busy with stuff that serves you, like your music, going on long walks, writing in a journal, hanging out with people you like. Take taking up some salt ass, jerk off. I don't know what you need to do, but you have a lot of stuff you can do that just is, is you know, just, just you exclusive. And then and you can always call us back next Wednesday. And uh if you miss Simon, I'll just Skype him in. Um, <laughs> oh my god, we're saving lives left and right.
1: Simon, how are you feeling? It feels pretty good. I I I hope we can get all the information we need to give the the you know, the, the best advice. I want to make sure we're getting the, the full picture.
5: Well, that sounds like so much drama, though. That's the only thing. Like when even even the, the way the, the crash speaks is so like mm. you, could, you, could, you could I don't know. For me, maybe I'm too judgmental, but I feel like you can like hear the the drama and the there's a lot of it's just a lot of stuff going on there.
1: Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think I think it's so it can be self-perpetuated when you're in that high state of emotion. You kind of keep the emotion rolling. That that high that high you know stakes up when you can you, you need to kind of let it decompress a little bit and, and step back away from him. so hopefully he does that
5: hopefully he does that i'm going to take let to read this this email that was sent in um all right it's from a girl her name is adrienne and here's her mm-hmm. email she says uh, alexi i haven't uh, oh she goes i really i feel really silly for doing this but i need some advice i often don't open up to many people i'm constantly thinking about this guy that i've met only once in real life, on a real-life date with him. The second time we met up, we ended up having sex, and I didn't necessarily want to do it, so it ended up being very uncomfortable. He's all I can think about, even months later. He asked me to text him once I get back to Los Angeles, and part of me wants to text him really badly, but I don't know if I should. I haven't liked someone like this completely 100% in a very long time, even though I've dated other people after him and before him. But I don't think I can say I like someone when I barely know them. I can't assume either, so my gut is telling me to go on another date. This time, a casual date, and I can decide if he's the person I think he is or not. Well, I don't even know why I read this email. Cause this sounds it sounds like exactly like the last call we got. It sounds uh, convoluted and confusing.
1: But uh, so no, I think she, I think it's confusing <laughs> in her mind, but she answered our own question. I think that the answer is yes. Yeah. Just you can only dip your toe in the water again, and and. Create parameters that you feel safe in. Because if she's worried about going too fast or giving the wrong impression, she then just make it a breakfast date. Just go, hey, I'm free from this time to this time. Let's have a breakfast date, and she can get a sense of them. Just setting setting parameters that she feels safe in, and then she can understand the situation better. More research. She needs to do more research. Based more research. research.
5: Exactly. Oh man. Um. Oh goodness. We have another one. Here's this one. Uh, It says, Hey, Lexi. So I have a dilemma and I need help. I'm interested in this guy that I was with casually two years ago. He was going through a breakup and then ended up temporarily going back to his girlfriend. Because of that, I feel like he didn't treat me well. But I understand breakups suck and things can get sticky, so I can forgive that. But in every other aspect, I'm obsessed with this guy. He's, uh, He's pretty promiscuous. I know he's single at the moment, but I am as well. I'm wondering... How can I try to reopen communication with him? The thing that is making it awkward is that I just recently dated one of his friends for around six months, who I have love for, but not nearly as much as this other promiscuous guy. I feel like I only dated his friend because he reminded me of the guy. Anyway, we ended things on good terms, but I'm still crushing on the first guy, who I kind of feel like is my soulmate, and also brief. We had a very strong connection. Maybe I'm delusional, Alexi. Maybe it'll all all be a disaster. But I can't live any longer without giving it a shot. I just don't know how, and maybe I need a confidence boost. So I'm wondering, can I make a move, and how do I do it? When should I do it? We both clearly have some growing up to do. We're only 23, exactly six months apart, Alexi. He's totally magical, cool, and we are both still figuring out where to go in life. I mean, aren't we all? But help! How do I make this a real, make this love reconnection without coming off as too strong/slash obsessive? Maybe it'll help to just tell someone how I feel and put it out into the universe. We both love movies, being cool people, keeping up with pop culture, trying to stay smart. We have our differences, but I'm so infatuated with him because he makes—he just makes me want to be a better person and just gives so much love to everyone around him. P.S. He sweetly randomly asked me to come over and watch a movie on his laptop about a year ago. I got about halfway through the movie, and then I felt so uncomfortable and flustered and upset I had to leave. Ugh. I need to chill out, Alexi. Chill out. I probably scared him away. Thanks, Alexi. Mad love for your show. It has given me so much stability and insight. B. Um. O B. All right. Well, that was adorable. Simon, you can. Do you want to take the, the reins up? on that one, Alexi? <laughs> I mean, there's just a lot of shit going on here. it's adorable. Um, This girl is having a huge crush on a boy, which I can completely relate to because I live my life like that uh, currently. (laughs) And uh, I mean, I'd say, first of all, B, whatever your real name is, thank you for writing in. Simon and I totally appreciate it. That was great. Um, I think you have to take this guy off the pedestal you put him on. You have to take a deep breath. I'm going to do it now, too. Um, you're giving him... Whew, oh, man. See, Simon and I are in this together to help you and only make your life better. Um, <laughs> you you need to take him off the pedestal you put him on. You need to stop giving him all of your power. Uh, you're a woman, all right? You do what you want to do. And if you want to fucking reach out to this guy and you want to send him a Facebook message or a text, and I'm sure you have his phone number because that would be weird if you've known him for years and you still don't have that information. But... uh Listen, who cares if you dated the friend? That's fine. Whatever. You ended on good terms. The friend reminded you of the actual guy you do have a crush on. We've all been there. Things happen. Okay, let's try to be more responsible with people's feelings and make better choices. But that's cool, too. Whatever. You're all friends for a reason. You're all very similar, I'm sure. Who cares about that? You have a crush on this guy. We only live once. We think we know. Uh, just send him a text and say, hi, I was just thinking about you. Or you can you can do the old classic, Oh, my God! I just had a dream about you last night, which is a lie, but you probably have been having dreams about him. um yeah, just some other a friendly text to say, "Hi, this is hi. How are you?" Question mark was just thinking about you very casual. You're a woman, take your power back. men want to have sex with you. you're beautiful. If this guy's not into you uh it doesn't mean your self worth uh is you know is for nothing you're you're amazing, you're allowed to exist. Somebody will love and care about you whether it's this guy or some other person, all right? Uh, so don't put all of your self-worth on, on you know, on this guy accepting you or, or liking you. So just throw it out there and see what happens. But Simon, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I agree. I think you need to see if he values you because a guy can be promiscuous. That doesn't mean that he doesn't have affection or value women that he meets or has relationships with. It can just be in some senses he just likes to party and that's why he's promiscuous in other senses he can form really strong meaningful relationships with people so you need to put out a signal and see what response you get don't force him to into this ultimatum of love you forever or nothing just see what he's he's offering so you you can't you can't make him um, you know value you back you can only see where he's at. So send out a signal, see what sort of response you get, but definitely value yourself and then see what value he gives you.
5: Yeah, and the first step is send him a text and go from there, and uh, it'll all unfold. As my therapist says, it'll all unfold. Uh, I forgot what he said, but I, I mean, I'll ask him. But anyway, <laughs> just send him a text. Um, on a side note, we have a 714 number. I don't know where that's. Where that's from. 714, where are you calling from? What's that area code from?
6: That area code is Fullerton. It's Fullerton? Fullerton, California.
5: Well, uh, thank you for calling in the show. You're on with Simon Taylor. How are we all feeling?
6: Uh, I'm feeling just great. Uh, Initially had some issues trying to listen into the radio broadcast, but uh, I'm in on it now. Uh, But I do have a perplexing question. Um, I'm older, 25, and I've gotten so good at being alone, it's hard for me to connect with people. Oh, so uh, I can in the totally relate. Isolation, you're just like, okay, well, I can do everything, but then eventually you start seeing those people, you want to introduce yourself, start talking, chatting them up, but then you're just like, well, what can this person really bring to my life? And I feel like I just don't give them a chance. So yeah. How do I stop myself from doing that?
1: What, what's your name?
6: My name. I'll just talk about Panda.
1: Panda. All right, Panda. Uh, do you watch sports? Do you like sports? Uh, sure. Why not? All right. So uh, the analogy for me is: How can you be expected to perform in the big uh, grand final uh, at the at the Super Bowl if you don't go to training? so like yeah. you got to uh if you want to connect with people that like if you see someone you're like oh I really want to connect with this person and you haven't worked on your social skills you haven't worked on your conversational skills on uh ideas for dates on the the whole process of it then uh, and the whole world that it belongs to then you're going to have a tough time when you know the stakes are high for you so, yeah, cause yeah.
6: about, you know, having yeah. those interests that I enjoy, but then I feel like they're overbearing and they don't really allow the other person to share their own interests. So I feel like I'm either forcing down too much of what my own individuality is and I don't let them, you know, just feel like they're confident enough to go ahead and say, well, this is what I like to do. And, you know, so I'll ask them, but they say, oh, well, I want to do whatever you do and just through those. I guess, moments of going ahead and tossing out those events and ideas. I'm like, okay, well, I've done this so many times now that I feel like I don't want to continue to do those same dates, but I still want to share what essentially is uh, my true identity to this other person. And it's hard for me to just break away and say, well, let me do something completely different and uh, be a novice with you. But then again, I'm trying to share those types of experiences with somebody else in the later years of my life. So, you know, I've never done this before. You've never done this before. Let's enjoy it together. Um, but I don't know. I still want to go ahead and say, well, this is honestly me up to this point, And that's what I'm sharing with you.
1: Yeah. yeah, I think I think you've got to be, be good in all situations. Because if you're going to have a well-rounded relationship with someone, you're going to be in situations that are bo- new to both of you, that are new to one of you, that uh, the other one is well-experienced at. So whatever order you do that in is up to you. But if, if it's going to have any longevity, you're going to have all situations. So, it, you know, if it's if you're unsure about, oh, do I go on a date with someone on something I already know or something we both don't know, if that's the dilemma, I think the general lesson is you have to get comfortable with the idea of, uh of being able to connect with someone in, in all sorts of situations. Well, I
5: I have a, I have a, I'm confused because I, I feel like I can relate to this, to what you're calling in about, but I'm, I but I may have misunderstood. Like you're you're saying you want to connect with somebody, but then you also just think, oh, I'd just rather be by myself because you're so good at being alone. This is what I heard.
6: Is that yeah, right? I mean, because um, I'll, I'll do those solo trips, like uh, after this call, you know, I'm going to go to a show on my own. Because, you know, I just appreciate music. I'll I'll go over there, I'll talk to the artists, I'll record their music, you know, put it up on SoundCloud for yeah. them and let other people will just run into their sound because that's kind of what my family produces and I just like sharing okay. that with people. Okay. Um I, but just, then you but know, but I'll I, say, I Hey, just, you wanna
5: okay, but I don't I don't need like everything I just wanna know so but what let's say okay, let's let me just break this down into like maybe we might have to role play. Like let's say you see a girl and you think she's cute, yep. or you meet her at a party, you meet her somewhere, and then you have the option of of hanging out with her, or whether it's like dinner, or or you know going to a show or whatever. What is what's the first problem that you're confronted with just in your head? Is it I'd rather just be by myself? It's easier, or oh like there's always something better out there, or this is just or or what is well, the no. initial problem?
6: I'll go up and talk to her, but. I mean, the preface is I'm already really good at being alone. So the whole deal, like how you're talking to Crash a little while ago about his friends in his circle, my circle is pretty much non-existent. I've been jumping around from area to area just because of my upbringing. And those friends I grew up with, you know, they'll either venture off on their own or, you know, pretty much the only people I know now are the people I work with. And, you know, they're here like working graveyard shifts. I don't necessarily have those people I can hang out with. So... My priority is right now, you know, helping out my family. But other than that, I'm like, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to go hang out at the family barbecue right now. Uh, hey, we want to hang out with my family for the first date? No. But then they're just like, oh, well, who do you hang out with? Uh, myself, because that's pretty much the venue I've left to myself with the type of environment I've grown up in. So that's where I'm just like, okay, well, you know, I'll just go out and that's how I meet all these random people. But to say, hey, let's hang out again, okay, well, you know, your friends can meet my friends, I'm like, well, I don't necessarily have anyone to bring along, but you know, I'll hang right. out with you. And then okay. they might necessarily say, well, this guy doesn't have a circle, so maybe there's something wrong with him, and then it doesn't oh. perpetuate into the next couple of days.
5: No, okay, but you, but at your core, so you don't have a circle and you're a loner, and but you do have a desire to connect with a girl and be romantic and loving and, and be seen. Mm-hmm. Okay, oh yeah, so I think I'm a completely. I'm gonna bring it to me for a moment because that's how I'm, you know, relating to you. But I am such a loner, and I totally know what you're talking about. I'm an only child. I love being by myself. I I can be awkward and bizarre, and 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 it used to be very scary for me to just be one on one with a new person and to like. It's just I get it, but you're overthinking it. I promise you. Like, if you want to meet somebody and connect with them, and and you feel a little bit awkward or like, you know, you you not you don't have enough going on or enough a, a cool friend circle. That doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Like, you know if I were a girl and I met you I mean I'm a girl, if I if I met you <laughs> I, I'm not thinking like does he have a friend circle? My God, he's freaky, hangs up by himself, he asked me to his family barbecue for the first date. No, I think that you know, there's somebody out there for you and, and just and it is an important muscle to, to kind of strengthen and, and build by just taking that chance it's like simon's a comedian and he goes up at a open mics to work out material and and like i've been doing that too to get through a stage fright and it's like you just have to keep doing something i'm just trying to use that
1: as a sloppy metaphor but it's like you're,
5: you've got to keep doing something in order to yeah i like, use the sports
1: open. metaphor so we're both on yeah I think. yeah <laughs> no I mean, yeah
6: i mean thing for him like a, a as well so i mean you're going to test out material not people are gonna love it all the whole time, but as long as you continue working true and you know listening to yourself, there's gonna be people who respond to it, and they're gonna get that laugh out of it. So just yeah, continue yeah, and working. It's,
1: and it's and it's the same thing with connecting with people. Like, don't put too too don't set the stakes too high with every person that you meet. Going, oh my god, what if they don't like this? What if this doesn't work out? What if they think I'm alone? Don't worry about that. Just get the practice, and okay. just start with the conversation. Start with the. The the basics, uh, do you connect with them on a conversational level? Do do you have any shared interests? And if you do have shared interests, then go in that avenue. You don't have to come in with all your requirements ready to go. Are they going to like me? Are they going to like the fact that I'm alone a lot? Are they going to like my family barbecue? Don't worry about that just yet. Just get get step one. Can you approach a, a woman? Yes, tick. Can you get a good conversation happening? Tick. Do you have shared interest? Tick. Can you go somewhere that you both want to go to? Tick. You know, one thing at a time. And and I think maybe it's if you release that anxiety, you're going to have a much better time of of sticking to the basics, and then down the line you can uh, you can see it evolve. Sounds great, good. Also, well,
5: thanks a lot. And, oh no, wait! And I have one more thing to add. Like, I I actually uh, this 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 serves you. Um, when I meet a guy and he immediately wants to hang out with his friend circle that he's cultivated over the years that he's so proud of, I don't like that at all because I'm thinking, hey, wait a minute. I I just want to get to know you. I'm not trying to, like, meet all your friends and your family and all this stuff. Like, you know, I, yes, I would go to the family barbecue. That would be interesting and, and a funny thing to do on a first date. But ideally, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to hang out with a guy's group of friends. I could not care less. Like, I want to if I were going to go on a date with you and you sound adorable and you've got great taste and listen to a really cool podcast and like are in touch with their feelings and feel things deeply. And that's beautiful. I would, I would think, okay, let's, let's go like, I don't know how uh, if you have very much money to spend or not, or you're broke or whatever, but like, we don't need to do anything that costs a lot of money. Uh, we mm-hmm. could go get like a coffee together. We could go see a movie. We could sit in a, in a, in a park and like, talk and whatever like something beautiful that's like cheap and effortless and just kind of romantic and and sit down and just talk or get tacos somewhere just like and walk around the city and maybe hold hands and like look at stuff and comment on what we're noticing like around us and people watch and all this stuff like that to me sounds like a cool date like a long walk around the city oh yeah uh you know like go get ice cream and walk around the go to Rite Aid get ice cream with a boy with a girl and uh and walk around the city. You know what I mean? It's cheap. It's effortless. It's lovely. You're walking. The endorphins are going. It'll put you at ease while you're on foot. Conversation and brains, they just start going when you're walking. It's the, it's the best time to talk. Oh, yeah. Walk and talk are great. So so And just know that, like, I am very picky, and I think and feel deeply about things. And how I feel about you is I love that you're even, that you're even wondering about all this stuff. It's such a beautiful, lovely thing. You know what I mean? You sound very connected to your, your feelings and your heart and your soul and whatever. You know what I mean? And uh, and just breathe and take the pr- – I know we've said it again. I'll say it a million more times. Take the <laughs> pressure off yourself. And remember also, you don't have to be perfect. There's no such thing as perfect. You're meeting a new person to decide if you like them. You know, I tell this to girls to call in – you know, you don't have to worry. Like we always, you're know, always thinking, oh my God, do they like me? Like am I am I cute enough? Or do is my skin okay? Am I skinny enough? All This bullshit. It's like, wait a minute. I have to tell myself, Alexi, I'm, I'm, I'm hanging out with this person. I'm, I'm, I have the right to, I'm deciding if I like them. If I want to be around them. If I like how I feel when I'm around them. You know. So it's take the burden off your shoulders. And just breathe. You're allowed to exist. You're a lovely human being. And I promise you, I don't know when it's gonna happen you will meet somebody, and uh, people are wonderful. People are not as shitty. Yeah, everyone, has, like their yeah, and, and everyone are has their thing.
4: Yeah, and everyone has their
5: interviews. Yeah, listen to you. You're giving yourself advice on the thing. Anyway, I've rambled long enough, but I, uh, Simon, anything else to add, or did we just fucking hammer it in?
1: No, I've I no, like you like Get out there, bro. you got this.
5: Get out right. there, bro. You motherfucking got this, girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have another phone call uh, from area code 904. Who's this? What's your name? How old are you, and where are you calling from?
1: I don't have nothing to do with you. But first of all, you're the one putting your mic up there on the screen. If it is, I don't think I've been very good Is this now.
5: a is this a prank phone call with an intense accent? What was that? Simon?
1: Oh, it's gone. It wasn't me.
5: I know, but who was? That was insane.
1: No idea.
5: Was that a prank phone
1: call? Quite possibly. Maybe they're ridiculing my accent.
5: Oh, it was. That here's the thing. I love prank phone calls. I respect them <laughs> if, if, if if they're done well. But like a shitty,
1: unclear. Well, they should commit it, shouldn't they? Like if you just do it shitty like that and then then drop off the radar, that sucks. I think you should commit to it and try keep going.
5: Well, like, the, the, wait, they're still here. I just, I'm the one who actually Asshole. muted Asshole.
1: them. Asshole. 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 Hello? There you go. Keep going. What's the deal? deal? Well, thanks a lot. You're about to take
2: But I think you actually get hit. But I don't know if you get to talk. If you get to talk, go by yourself. You should go by yourself. Nobody want
1: to be in a talk with you. Um, However, you're pre- hot you're pre- right there. She can have my you're number anytime. Pre- Thank you. What?
5: Oh, my God. Did you? <laughs> that was so... Oh. That, that was... Listen... Clarity, okay, in everything you do, even your prank phone calls. I i wanted to understand And, the first, the and, and
1: commitment. Commitment is yeah. important in relationships and your prank phone calls, guys.
5: Exactly. Thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> By the way, can I pick you up on something, Alexi? Before you were saying to Panda about a date could just be going to Rite Aid, getting ice cream, and walking around and talking. We did that. Yeah. Was that a date, and I didn't even know?
5: I mean, it's not, it, it was, I don't know. I don't think it was a date because.
1: I don't think uh, it was a date.
5: We were just hanging out as friends, but I'm thinking that's a good idea for a date, and I do do that oh, okay. on dates.
1: Inspired by us?
5: No, I've done that before, so now my new oh, thing wow. is. Oh, wow.
1: I was another one of your men that you take to Rite Aid and have ice cream with.
5: I but it wasn't a date, feel, you
1: see. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it was bonding. I think that is totally appropriate.
5: If you if you ask me out, there's no clear like no, you're my friend. You came to the UCB thing that I was involved with or whatever. We wanted to yeah. continue hanging out. It was a hot summer night or whatever it is, uh, and we got ice cream. But I yeah you no, know, but I also uh. I don't know, but then also I was like talking about how like I uh, I had sex with uh, with one of your acquaintances. Yeah. So that would I would probably not talk about that if we were on a full on date. But if you had said like <laughs> hey, I want to take you on. if you had said like I want to take you on the date, I would have left out that information.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, because I didn't think it was a date, but then when you brought it up as a dating. Uh, night, I'm like, oh, did I miss something? No, I didn't. We're both super in tune. <laughs> We're both super. I know, I said that because I
5: thought it would make you laugh and it would be like an inside joke and now we've, uh, you know, we've <laughs> well, we'll cut it wide open.
1: It, it was an inside joke, but then I cracked open the, the can <gasps> to see what was inside.
5: Yeah, I, I have a lot of ice cream dates, so that's the new, that's my new move, okay? So that's my, that's my go-to thing. <laughs> I think it's it's cute, it's sexy, it's romantic like if you're I can choose if i get if I get the ice cream on a cone and then I have to like lick the cone and it's kinda like useful mm-hmm. and sexy and dirty. it's like so it's great. um, I actually had a sexy time rendezvous. This is just going off on the on um, on the side, but uh, I had a sexy time rendezvous, which means i I slept with a guy at one time and mm-hmm. and then the next morning. He had to leave. I said, "I said, oh, you got to go. I have, I have an appointment. I've got a plan. I've got to hang out with someone." But my plan was that I had an ice cream date with a different person that I had made weeks prior. Right. And so, uh, I don't know what the point of me telling you that was. Just to, like I have, I have ice cream dates. I've got a flourishing life. Oh, here's <laughs> what I was, a flourishing dating life. Here's what I was going to say. Another thing. Oh, you said uh oh, the girl wrote in the email that the guy she has a crush on is promiscuous um but I'm not saying I'm promiscuous, but i am um uh, <laughs> just because i mean i i I'm a woman it's twenty fifteen I like having sex with people i i have i have uh ice cream dates I make out with people I go on platonic friend dates apparently obviously um but just which, because, are great. which are amazing. <laughs> um, but I just want to say, we I, I, people who are uh, quote unquote players, they have feelings too. Like I'm a romantic. I might date a lot and or had sex with a lot of people, but uh, but when I'm monogamous, you know, I'm very monogamous and I also love love and I'm very romantic. So you know, you never know when the oh my god, I hate the word player. You never know when the promiscuous players the. Uh, Going to, you know, means business and is is, going to take you seriously and settle down. So, you know, everybody has feelings. You never know who's right for one another. Is any of that making sense?
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I think that was my same point. You can't, like, just because someone seems promiscuous, you can't just uh, assume they're going to be that way towards you. But you should also be cautious. So you should just put, you know, put something out there and see what response you get. See if they value you and your relationship or if they just. Want more promiscuity, so don't always assume based on you know your perception of them, because that that may not necessarily be the case.
5: Now, what do you have any crazy, any crazy stories about like girls throwing themselves at you uh, mm-hmm. after a show? Tell me.
1: I can do one better. I can I can give you a story of one that happened during a show.
5: Tell me. Tell us.
1: So this happened earlier this year in January. I was doing a show in Melbourne at a a venue called uh, the Comedy Club. And it's upstairs at a theater. So there's a big, like, 200-seat theater. And then upstairs is a smaller room, which is about 300 seats. It's where a comedy club is at. So it's the same building. There's a theater. There's a comedy room separate. It's a Saturday night. The theater is empty, but the comedy room is packed. And I'm hosting, and I bring the first act up. Uh, I do some material up top. I do well. I'm having a good night. I bring the first act up. I go stand at the back of the room so I could get out of the way and watch the act. And at the back of the room, there's a woman there. And she just said, hey, you were really good. And I'm like, oh, thank you. That's really nice of you. And then I bring this, you know, there's a bit of a break. And I bring the second act up. And then I go to the back of the room to watch. And the woman's like, come sit next to me. Talk to me. What's your name? Where are you from? So I'm having a little whispering conversation with this this woman. She's quite attractive. She's blonde. She's, you know, funny and charming. And there's this alpha male. There's this big guy, you know, sitting next to her. And I'm a bit intimidated by him. I'm like, oh, is this your partner? And she goes, no, I don't know him. He's just trying to chat me up. So that was, you know, sort of weird. And then the break happens, and then the headliner's on. I introduce the headliner, and I go go to the back of the room, and she calls me over again. She gets me to sit on her lap, and she says, uh, uh, how long is the headliner on for? And I said, about 30 minutes. And she said, is there a backstage?
4: <laughs> I, said,
1: I said, there's a theater. And she goes, let's have a look at the theater. So while I'm on MC duties, I walk, I take this woman's hand. I'm pretty nervous. The alpha male guy is gone because he could tell she wasn't interested uh, by this stage. And I walk her into the theater. We get semi-naked. We have wonderful, bubbly, fun, naughty sex. And then the room booker comes into the theater and says, Simon, the headline is about to finish. I'll let you make your own pun there. Um, I, pull, I pull up, I pull up my pants. I button her shirt back up and button her back up. I grab her hand. I walk it back into the comedy club. She sits down on the chair. Uh, and as soon as she sits down, the headliner says, "That's it from me, guys. Have a good night." And I run back on stage, tell everyone I just had sex, and close the night. The <gasps> end.
4: Oh and I've
1: ne- you, you haven't never, haven't spoken to her what? since.
5: You have a what? You haven't seen her since?
1: No, at the end of the night, she just gave me a kiss on the cheek and said, "Thanks so much. I had a fun night," and and left.
5: Oh my god! And were you fine with that, or did you ever try to find her on Facebook?
1: No, because I didn't. I didn't get her name. I kind of worked out her name later because you said she was an actor, and she told me like she only gave me her nickname. So I kind of worked out anyway based on saying she was in a certain show. She told me a show she was in. So I worked out who it was from like IMDb. But then I didn't even bother looking her up. I just thought what a beautiful moment we both had. We both agreed that it was it happened and it was complete. And so, I mean, she instigated it. So I think it would be weird for me to try chase her up. And to be honest, what? it was a really... It was a really beautiful moment, and it was fun, and I'm happy to leave it as spontaneous and and simple as it was.
5: Oh, my God. You're so zen and amazing. I can't believe you had sex with Nicole Kidman. This is incredible. <laughs> <I> mean...
1: That's <laughs> exactly who it was. <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh, my God. unfucking fucking believable um, Wow. The funny thing is I, I'll have moments... Not necessarily exactly like that all the time, but I will, I'll have a a flirty moment driving down Sunset, uh, talking to a a, a sexy, handsome guy in a Range Rover, and then I'll go to therapy and I'll go, God, I just hope he finds me on Craigslist misconnections. Like, I wonder if I'm ever going to see him again. How's he going to find me? And my therapist, you know, you're very similar to my therapist. My therapist went, why does it need to be anything more? It was what it was. It was a beautiful moment. But it's it can just be that, and that's that's okay. And uh, both of you are right.
1: Yeah, I think I think sometimes we can ruin a memory by trying to get more out of it. And I think yeah. you're just going to be sensitive to the situation. There are times where I've I've seen girls, I've had a beautiful moment, and then I've just, you know. I, because I travel a lot, uh, sometimes I go to cities and I'll really connect with someone and it'll be really intense and I'll see them for two days and we'll have lots of sex and we'll be really close and intimate and we'll have these beautiful moments and we'll do everything in those two days together as if we're like a really close couple. And then I have to leave and sometimes I've tried to maintain that energy and intensity and it, it hasn't worked and it's actually ruined what we did have because I've I've said can you come out and visit me why don't I come back next week why don't I do this and then it just becomes the pressure becomes intense and it actually creates a tension between us that wouldn't have been there if we just accepted okay that was wonderful let's just let it let it breathe and and you know not not force anything so, so right. to be honest if i ever, if i ever run into this woman again then it'll be a really great moment as opposed to well let me just because i have the tools of the internet doesn't mean I have to use them to track her down. Um, just yeah, just be, I think that's a kind of a nice point. Just because we have all these tools to connect with people doesn't mean they're the right tools to use in that in that situation. Uh,
5: I guess yes, it's you, you can stop calling her that lady, and you can just call her Nicole Kidman. By the way, it's cool. Like we're cool Oh yeah, here. okay, But, sure. um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, you're right. This is true. It's it's cool to not have these expl- Your lessons that we're learning on tonight's show. Remember. You don't have to have, you know. Get rid of the expectations. Celebrate the moment. That's all fine and good. But I still don't agree with you on the unclear meandering. Uh... What are you doing? Are you going to the bathroom? No, what are you doing?
1: No, those, those are dogs. Those are Justin and Jill's dogs.
5: Oh my God! Are you at Justin and Jill's house right now?
1: Yeah. Obviously. What? Where are they? They're, they're at the back. Oh, the dogs barking. Sorry about that. Oh my
5: God, this is insane. Okay, here's. This, this,
1: this, oh my God, Jesus Christ. This is uh, Alexi. Can I just say, this is what happens when you don't invite me round to your place to do this. You get, you, you, you get the background noises of wherever I am. So this is part of the deal. Oh my God,
5: but I don't have. I don't have. A, I'm trying desperately to be like on Feral or Nerdist Network or some kind of like cool network. Oh my God, Jesus fucking Christ. What those dogs up. Oh, my God. Um, But the thing is, I do this podcast, this faux... Oh, my God. Is that Jill?
1: (laughs) No, it's not.
5: I do this faux radio show in my apartment. Boy Crazy Studios is my apartment. I'm broadcasting now wearing a very thin American Apparel uh, longish tank top, and I'm just in underwear, which is, like, very adorable and sexy, like, if you must know, but... But my cat is boiling. I think my cat's in the background boiling on the verge of death. Like, it's it's not a highbrow operation happening here. So um, it's in your best interest to be at Justin and Jill's palatial mansion with, you know, fashionable dogs barking in the background. It's probably preferred, you know. But anyway, I have a question for you as a man, Simon. Sure. Do all and men? I speak, remember,
1: remember, I speak on behalf of all men that have ever existed, exist now, and will exist in the future. So go for it.
5: On behalf of all the men, okay. Um, do all men watch porn? Uh,
1: I think so. I think.
4: Uh.
1: I, I I think so. Yes. But um, there will be exceptions, of course. But it's just so—it's just so goddamn convenient. Like if you—if if you're aroused and you're trying to get on with your day, you could either take twenty minutes to like try ignore the boner or try to get it out by using your imagination or remembering the last person you had sex with or a woman you saw on the bus, or you could just watch some porn and get it done in a few minutes and get on with your day. So okay. sometimes, so that's one way of looking at it. That is just so damn convenient that it's it's almost silly not to use it. But um I don't think I d I don't think all I don't think all men. I don't think my dad does. I've spoken to him about it. He's Is been he alive, long, Yeah, he's alive. He's in a you know, he's been with my mum for nearly thirty years. And, uh, I think there was a time when, you know, when the internet was pretty new in our household, the dad and I had a discussion about it and he's like, listen, I'm not going to do it. I'd rather if you didn't do it. I know it's difficult, but let's, let's try have better brains about it. And we were like, okay, that's good. And I've spoken to him about it before. So my dad doesn't do it, but the temptation's there. And I think a lot of guys are like, well, why, why not do it? I mean, you'd have a, you know, you'd have to ask guys in relationships. My friends in relationships just, you know, get a browser where they can hide the history. But some also don't do it. So
5: Well, here's the thing. I just ask because I oh my god, I don't want you to know all these things about me. But I mean so if I touch my privates or whatever you want to call them, okay. I don't I'm a woman, I'm different. I don't I don't watch porn. Not that women don't watch porn. Lots of women watch porn, that's fine, but But uh, I also know a lot of girls, me included, I I don't have to watch porn in order to take care of myself because I like using my imagination and blah, 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 we're we're different. So um, when men use porn, uh, there are two things. I feel like when I have sex with a man who watches a lot of porn, that you, you can always tell a guy who watches a lot of porn, like the things he says, like all of a sudden, like the the dirty talk that's coming out of his mouth is like, oh my God, this guy loves porn. Like the crazy shit that comes out of their mouth. And uh, and also, I feel like maybe it desensitizes men and makes them less romantic or so. Or am I totally wrong? Is it complete? Like if you and I were dating, because mm-hmm. please let me just let me just imagine this for true. Because I mean, you're not asking me on a date, that's for damn sure. It's just kidding. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> all right, so let's say let's live in this what if universe, all right? Just for a moment. Um. I so, guess. if you <laughs> if you and I were dating and you're on mm-hmm. the road um, and
2: you're
5: would you would you be able to be monogamous? If you and I were in love and we were boyfriend and girlfriend, would you would you just be my boyfriend and not date anybody else? Because that's what I need. Of course. Okay, good. So now we're in this amazing fictitious monogamous relationship. So You're on the road and you're watching porn. Does that, should I be offended by that? Does that mean you love me less? Are you connecting with these girls or is it completely just to help you just jerk off?
1: No, well, for me, it's always been about a practical thing to help, just to help me jerk off because you don't need, men don't need porn to jerk off. It's just such a convenient way to do it. Like it just gets you to where you go, to need to go faster. I don't know any guy who just, enjoys porn for for porn's sake. Like no one watches porn after they've orgasmed. You don't go, "Well, I want to see the rest of this." Like it's <laughs> That's a
5: great point. It's, it's, That's fantastic. It's it's it's,
1: pr- it's practical, you know what I mean? H- how many dudes out there keep watching after they've come? Like, "Sorry, babe, I just want to finish the end of this." Like it doesn't it doesn't happen. So it's real it's it's really in what I I think for a lot of men it's just a convenient way to deal with the the arousal that we experience multiple times a day depending on what we're doing. When I go when I'm, you know, exercising a lot and going to the gym, at like two or three times a day I I, I have to, you know, uh I, I get the, that arousal. And I can either put all my brain space in trying to ignore it and getting frustrated or getting distracted or I can just get it out of the way and get on with uh, my day. And if I'm in a relationship and I'm on the road and doing gigs, you know, uh, there's something nice about just thinking about your girlfriend. I think I did that for a while. There was a girl I was seeing maybe, I think we were four or five months in and then I went away for a month and I only thought of her because I was really in love with her. But then, you know, that's not, that's doesn't, you know, uh, necessarily work in every situation forever. You know, sometimes you're just in a situation, you've had a busy day, your head's overstimulated and you've got a lot on, you're stressed, you've got to get things done. And then this is, you know, you've got this arousal happening. It's like, well, let me just alleviate this pressure, get it done, watch some porn, out of the way. So that's that's one way to look at it. Some okay. guys really love porn. And oh, some geez, guys... So, what?
5: Now you now you've gone the whole other way. For a second, you almost like you know closed the door on my freaking out over porn. Like for a second, I thought, okay, great, it's just a thing men use to just take care of business, no big deal. But now you're, not, but now there's a whole other type of man who just loves porn. Uh, what, what were you saying? I,
1: no, I'm just giving you. I, I think my first thought is probably I would, if I have to put a number on it, I would say eighty percent, and then there are fringes. You know what I mean? Think of like a bell yeah. curve the 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 Got vast it. majority i think are doing it in a very practical just get on with it type of uh way and okay. i think okay I,
5: I think yes
1: i don't want to dismiss people on the fringes
5: <laughs> we're so of politically correct boy crazy radio we're so politically correct well here i don't right, think it's about being is.
1: politically correct i think it's about being sensitive to all types of people
5: uh, okay i agree i agree but <laughs> I'm just saying, in, in this in this case I'm going to use you cheeky on behalf of, of 80% of all men or whatever. Mm-hmm. I lesson learned, I need to get over myself. I need to relax. And because I was on a date not that long ago, eating ice cream, going on a long walk with a different guy. And uh, he said he he, he said that uh, I was like, oh, do you watch porn? And he goes, yeah, yeah, I watch porn. And he said it's a matter of fact. And I nearly burst into tears. I, I, in my head, I thought, well, this is over. I hate you. He really almost burst into tears. I just felt like my heart closed. It cracked in half. Let and me then g- it yeah, let
1: let me let me give you some some of this. Do you do you take um do you take, like, period pe- pe- Yeah, no, do you take like period medication? Like uh pills?
5: Wait do I take the pill? I don't take the pill, but I'm having my period now.
1: Okay, but like so a lot of women take the pill, right? Fair mm-hmm. to say. It's just a yeah. practical way to deal with the biology of your gender right
5: yeah
1: so porn well, can be used in a way to deal with the biology of your gender i think
5: wait a minute okay i don't know i'm gonna i'm gonna accept that and then i'm gonna think about it as i fall asleep and, and then wake
1: up in the middle of the night being like hey wait a
5: minute i don't know but uh yeah okay but okay. you know
1: you know what i mean i think it's a biological yes. thing not an emotional thing i think that's what you're getting getting upset about you yes. think that there's yes. an emotional. Commitment to porn? I don't
5: think there is. That's all I wanted to know. I want to leave it at that, or else I will crumble again. I will fall apart. And I will stop believing in love. Um, no, listen. We've said it all. Well, we said something. We said we said a few things during the show. Where we've talked. We've talked. Uh, it's 10:16 p.m. I want to know a few things before we wrap up the show. I want to know how much longer you're in Los Angeles for. The so people want to know where they can find you so they can uh, touch their own privates while watching you do stand-up or whatever it is you're doing.
1: <laughs> Have um, you been touching your privates this whole time, Alexi? Always!
5: I know that for sure. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Later. I'll do that later. I Actually, I've been watching... I'll, I'll, side note of a side note, real quick. I've been watching a show on Showtime called Gigolos, which is a reality show about male prostitutes in Las Vegas, and it's the most brilliant, incredible show. Uh they don't sponsor Boy Crazy Radio. This is actually how I feel. Um, and it's about these male gigolos having their normal lives, hanging out, being guys, shopping, having chats while they while they have drinks with with one another. And then it cuts each you go into each different guy's storyline of like who what trick they're turning that week and like they're either you know, they're doing a gang bang with some Girl, and we're like five, or like, or they're they're having sex with some four hundred pound woman, or uh, a guy's joining a couple for their anniversary. It's, it's crazy, and it's basically it's soft core porn, and it's as close as I've ever gotten to porn, really, because I don't watch porn. But man, mm-hmm. I've been watching. In, it's been an inferno in Los Angeles, and I've been watching gigalos. I've been doing a gigalos marathon alone on my couch. Uh, like locking my cat in another room so he doesn't look at me but, but I've been so turned on by this ridiculous softcore porn showtime reality show that you know it's made me it's made me think about porn more and want to know like you know how you feel about it how men feel about it and uh I don't know anyway that's going nowhere but uh I've not been touching myself during the show but when are you performing <clears throat> next in Los Angeles and uh and when are you leaving town and whatnot.
1: Okay, I'm performing tomorrow night at the Virgil. Uh, the show is called Big Money. So I'm performing the 24th of September uh, at the Virgil. Uh, I think just look up the Big Money Comedy Show or Big Money at the Virgil, and you'll you'll find links and information to it. I believe the show starts 7.30. Uh, and then I leave on Sunday. So if you want to send me date, if you want to have a date with me, With ice cream and walking around and talking, you've got until Sunday.
5: You've got until Sunday. So here's the deal you've got to follow him on Instagram and Twitter at Mr. Simon Taylor. That is M R (laughs) Simon Taylor. All right? Once again, at M R S I M O N T A Y L O R. All right? Find him on Twitter. It'll have all the details of where he's performing as a Virgil tomorrow night wear your sexiest romper uh, or short shorts or anything by American Apparel or Urban Outfitters uh, that's mm-hmm. flattering, okay? Um, and, you know, get as close to the stage as possible and make something happen before Simon leaves you forever and abandons you, all right?
1: <laughs> Never. Only physically, not emotionally. Oh, my God. Um,
5: God, where do we go from here? Anything else we need to uh, throw out there into the world, into the ether, or are you going to go walk the dogs? That's not a metaphor.
1: No, you're you you you're going to be on uh, at midnight next month, aren't you?
5: What? This isn't about me, Simon. This is about you. But, yeah, thank you for bringing it up. I'm going to be on, I think I'm going to, yes, I'm going to be on at midnight sometime in October, but I'll tell people that later on my own time. Um,
1: it's very exciting.
5: It's exciting stuff. Um, well, I'm going to get back to my Jigolos marathon. Thank you. Did you regret doing the show, or, or how are you feeling now?
1: Exhausted? <laughs> Listen to the way you phrase that question. Do you want to be more positive and optimistic in that phrasing?
5: No. Okay.
1: <laughs> I had a great time. I'm glad I did it. I'm very thrilled you invited me, and I feel that our friendship has skyrocketed uh, e- even before the ice cream.
5: Do you think you would do Boy Crazy Radio again, minus the technical difficulty and, if, uh, and with me plugging your upcoming show at the beginning of my show? <laughs>
1: I would do Boy Crazy Radio unconditionally.
5: Oh, my God. You guys, you heard it here first. Simon Taylor is a fucking gem. Okay, I'm wrapping up the show. Simon, love you here at Boy Crazy Radio. What else do I need to tell you guys? Uh, Thank you for listening to Boy Crazy Radio, sponsored by I'mBoyCrazy.com. Tune in next Wednesday and every Wednesday, same time, same place, 9 p.m. Pacific. Uh, Go to BoyCrazyRadio.com to listen live. You can follow us on iTunes. Yeah, motherfucking iTunes. Pretty exciting. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Alexi Wasser. And uh, I don't care what everyone else says about you. I love you. Bye.
4: Could be on its way
1: Offer coverage not available everywhere for discounted phones. Excludes taxes, surcharges, roaming, and premium content. Subject to new line $36 activation fee. Credit valid for in Plans may not be exact match. See website for eligible plans. Offer ends 1716 1818 Exclusions and restrictions apply. Contract bio of reward card requires online registration.